You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. Tracy Grimshaw, you've missed out on the Harry, Harry Styles tickets. <laughs> Sorry, Trace. Oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, that's Me, one... Harry. I've interviewed Harry. How did oh. it go? How did you find that? Was that Harry or One Direction, Trace? It was one... Yeah, it was One D. It was back in the One D days, and One D came to Channel 9 in Willoughby and did a you know show for our audience, and we did a, a whole acker on One D. Oh, how man. good is that? Did you, can you see oh. the magnetism with those boys? Can you get, can you understand why girls fall over for them? I, I, well, I bet we we had a live audience of teenage girls, and I absolutely could see how they were doing it. Harry definitely has something. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. all of those boys has something. You can see why he's become the you know the superstar you know in their post one D career. Trace, you know, over the years, with some of the big acts that you've had, is there someone that you've ever been intimidated by? Like, just with their looks or just how good they are in their field or their industry? Has anyone intimidated you? Um, well, yeah. Look, everybody intimidated me when I was young. Then yeah. I was learning because I didn't know what I was doing. You sort of... But you, you have to really learn to put that aside because otherwise you're not going to do a very good job. You know, you have to, you have to just see them as a person, not as a... You know, an icon or a, <clears throat> you know, a power player. Yeah. you just got to do your job. Mm. I mean, Tracy, well, I, I heard a great interview with yourself and uh, Ray Hadley on 2GB, which I loved. But what was terrific, too, was the strength that you showed um, when you were younger in your uh, career starting out, where it was kind of a given that this was a male's role, this is a male's world, and you managed to push through, put that aside, and become one of the best, obviously, in your field, uh, which I thought was sensational. But when you look at some of the tough interviews, as we go back to what Fitzy said, Looking at politicians, I mean, there's a difference between being a, a a professional politician and just having those answers where you fudge over it, and being a tough politician. Who do you think was tough? Um, well, I think politicians these days are a bit media trained and they're media savvy, and they they talk in sort of you know slogans, if you like. They decide yeah, what the yeah. line of the day is, and you have to break through that. I. I I remember the days of, you know, Bob Hawke, who'd, who'd have a stoush with you, you know. He'd come onto the set and he'd... I mean, I didn't interview Bob Hawke on the set because I was a young, you know, junior burger then, but, um, you know, he'd have a stoush with Mike Willisey, for example, yeah. and, you know, Goss Whitlam would hold his own and uh, Malcolm Fraser, and he'd go, gosh, Paul Keating would hold his own. Yeah. Um, those were the days when they, they would actually... They would, you know, stand their dig and they'd defend their turf and they'd back themselves. And they weren't talking in slogans. I think, you know, those of us of my age remember that era well. Oh, you, you, but Tracy, you were the best at just cutting through the BS. And this was the thing because, you know, a lot of politicians and, you know, I, I mean, Trump's probably the best at it, but they can talk there. They know that they're in the wrong with any question that's being directed at them, that, but they can just talk absolute rhubarb around it, Tracy, and not even get to the point. You're the one that can shut that down. Is that hard to do? Do, do you, after an interview like that, well, the Scott Morrison one that you had, Tracy, which was the famous one where you were accused him of, you know, well, you didn't accuse him. That, that You know, some of the things that happened, you know, with the floods and mm. the bushfires and, and him not being there, after an interview like that, is it like a, a sporting game where you sort of shake hands and say, look, it's all part of the job, or are, are there moments where they really walk away from you very angry, Trace? Um, well, the one with uh, Scott Morrison when 
you know, with the list about the floods and the uh, PPE and the tinnies and things, he, he wasn't in studio. He was yeah. at an airport because he was on the campaign. So um, so I'm, I don't know that he was necessarily happy after that one. I don't know because I'll, I'll never do him again because he lost the election a yep. couple of days mm. later. Yep. Um, there was one in Canberra where, you know, I was sitting in the room with him. It was after the women's protests and he didn't seem all that unhappy afterwards. I mean, he was busy. He didn't yeah. hang around to you know have a chat. I don't, you know, some, look, sometimes I mean, sometimes people are unhappy with an interview and they'll get up and storm out. Sometimes they'll chat with you afterwards. Everyone's a bit different. Well, I do know one interview where you lost complete control of the guests that came in. Um, it almost seemed like a surprise interview. It was this one that you did. Sit down. Everyone, it's all right. Sit, dogs, sit, sit, sit. Okay, dogs. Sit, sit. And, you know, a really tough interview. They wouldn't listen at all. That was COVID time Short for you doing the, doing the show from Never work with kids home. or animals, Trace. Isn't that the rule? <laughs> that was the dog. That was when I was, yes, that was when we were working from home and it worked for exactly two days. I, mean, I quite liked being at home, even though our camera crew tore all, tore all the spare bedrooms apart to set up the studio. And the dogs loved me being at home, but they didn't understand. Mm. There's so many great moments on this show. Can we talk about a current affair? Because, Trace, over the years, I mean, you know, look, we've had a laugh at some of the stories that you've had on there. But you know what? It's You are born a certain person to be an ACA reporter. And you know what? We have Fordo in the, in the building now who did it for quite a long time and Martin King as well. These guys who need to go into the face of people who can be quite violent. It's unbelievable. You need to be a certain breed to, to do that job, don't you, Trace? They put their bodies on the line. Um, and I, I, you're absolutely right. And I've never been an ACA reporter, and that's why, because I'm not prepared to put my body on the line. I don't, I've actually never chased anybody down the street. No, yeah, um, right. In my entire life, which re- really means that I, I, I was, I'm an absolute fraud as an ACA host. <laughs> I've literally never chased anyone down the street or stuck my foot in a door. Um, but thank goodness they're prepared to do it because some people some people just don't want to be caught. Yeah. Well, Trace, we want to say congratulations uh, on the career too at your time at ACA and we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. I'm not doing anything for a year and then I'll probably bob my head up somewhere. Oh, love so it. So SAS Australia, Trace? Oh. <laughs> Oh, you, you know, it, you know, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Oh, do it. You know, up Thanks, Trace. Thanks, Trace. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast.